absolutely intercultural. Absolutely intercultural. Absolutely intercultural. Absolutely intercultural. Welcome to show 289 of Absolutely Intercultural. Did you know that the richest man who ever lived was an African from Mali in the 14th century? and that his wealth exceeded that of Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates put together. Did you know that the first university in the world was not in Milan, Italy, but in Morocco, started by a female refugee, Fatima Alfieri? In this show, we're going to find out more about a publishing company called Our Story, aimed at young children and their teachers, and why this might help intercultural understanding. My name's Anne Fox and I'm based in Denmark and for this show I'm working with Mariam in Germany. We started by asking Farhad Siddiqui why these stories might be interesting to learn about in schools. Currently, unfortunately in the media people of colour or black diaspora are presented as people who are only successful in certain industries, music, entertainment or sports. And that's just not the case if you look at the breadth of history. In this show, we're going to meet Fahad Siddiqui, a Londoner living in Brazil, who thinks that we should all know more about these people who have faded from history. Let's go absolutely historical and meet Fahad, who created the Our Story Company to share these stories with children. Where it started was from my cousin, who's actually a partner in the company, who's an English teacher, and he asked me pre-pandemic and my brother and sister if we'd heard of a man called Mansa Musa. At the time, I had no idea who he was. And then when I found out that he happened to be the world's richest person that's ever lived, that piqued my interest because I'd been in the business world. I come from that industry, specifically real estate, and I went to the London School of Economics. So money and people and money has always kind of been on my radar. So I was shocked to hear that there was someone who's actually far richer um, than the Jeff Bezos's and the Bill Gates of this world today, inflation adjusted. Apparently he was worth twice as much as each of them are worth today, back in the 14th century. So that really surprised me. And that sent us down a, a rabbit hole. We initially thought that it would be a good idea to get this information out to as many people as possible because we thought it was something that seemed to be missing from the at least Western education system that we had grown up with. And we thought there would be a useful bit of intel for this increasingly globalized world that we live in today, people to understand that there are other people that have achieved other things um, in other parts of the world, different to what we are, we assume that they can achieve or cannot achieve. Currently, unfortunately, in the media, People of colour or black diaspora are presented as people who are only successful in certain industries, music, entertainment or sports. And that's just not the case if you look at the breadth of history. They actually achieve far more superior, more brilliant things in considerably more difficult times with access to fewer resources. And that type of uh, information is kind of ignored or hidden or something but it's just not in the in the mainstream it's not taught so that's where it all started from 
and it sent us down a rabbit hole of finding we've got a list of close to 100 individuals from all over the world uh, that have achieved similarly incredible things you've yeah. discovered more than 100 historical figures that you think that children should know about yeah that the world should know about is just currently is quite a one-sided view on history in most school curriculums because government mandated and they have their own uh, agendas i assume but in this reality that we live in modern society of everyone being very interconnected and the internet and social media and you know gamers today the young kids to a game with someone on the other side of the world but they have no idea of anything um about their their country or the continent that the other gamers are from is a bit strange so we thought that you know all of these individuals could form a kind of tapestry a global tapestry of you know all of our combined collective achievements and provide a little bit more social equity hopefully that's the goal um, but at least their understanding of the capacities and a bit higher respect levels or empathy or something along those lines could be achieved from exposing these figures. So we started with Mansa Musa. The next person we covered was a woman named Fatima Al-Fairi, who founded the world's first university, a single female refugee. In fact, uh, that university is still standing in Morocco today. And it's the first example of higher education. So, you know, it's impressive and interesting to learn about all of these achievements that people have, have accomplished from around the world. For us, for me specifically, and also for my founders, co-founders, growing up in London, which is quite a multicultural place in itself, it made sense to highlight some of these achievements because as a Londoner, it's quite easy to feel like you're part of a global community because of how multicultural London itself is. But if you leave London and you go to other cities and towns, you feel that there's a, a lot less interconnection and there's a lot more, not necessarily prejudice, but um, ignorance, just lack of knowledge about other people, lack of connection with other people, lack of communication with other people. So just informing everyone about these sorts of people that we were here a long time ago should hopefully start to adjust perspectives. As well as being interesting in their own right, one of the aims of the Our Story materials is to introduce children to different cultures. So let's find out more about that and go absolutely multicultural with Mariam. So you mentioned a lot of reasons for this, but what would you identify as the biggest problem that absence of multicultural education creates? It creates a couple, obviously, a few, quite a lot, but uh, one of them is the lack of role models specifically for people from under from underrepresented countries or regions, and that stifles potential, I feel if they were presented with kind of roadmaps or guiding stars of other people who've set examples that have similar backgrounds to them and demonstrate what kind of achievements are possible, I feel that there'll be a lot more confidence in people's or children's abilities to exceed their potential or at least get close to their potential. 
I think that's part of it. The other side of it is obviously the more social cohesion element, which I feel is a big issue in today's society or always has been, but today it seems to be a bit more under the magnifying glass with social media and the fact that everyone has a camera so everyone can see a bit more of what's actually happening on the ground. So I feel that social cohesion would be better because everyone would have a lot more empathy and respect for different cultures and uh, communities from around the world rather than thinking that one is better than the other. So if, if they're presented with, you know, examples of incredible achievements from people or backgrounds, I think people start to think slightly differently. If the whole world knew that the richest man in the world was actually a guy from Africa in the 14th century, I think that in itself changes things a little bit. So yeah, more, more of those examples would be helpful for social cohesion and potential maximization, I think. Is there any sort of pattern in which you choose who to cover next? For example, like how do you choose who to mix up with, which nations so will be like next? Yeah, it's always a, an interesting debate internally. It always evolves. But one of the parameters that we find important is to create some kind of balance between the kind of people that we show from in terms of the region that they're from and also the gender that they are. We don't want to generally focus on the, the males and put only focus on the females. We want to kind of mix it up. We don't want it to only be leaders. We also like to cover scientists or artists and inventors. There's a wide, wide plethora of, of people and achievements. So to actually decide is very difficult. We've actually switched and changed our mind at the last minute many times over, but Currently, it's male, female, male, female. That's simple as far as a framework goes. And in terms of regions, it's just kind of... So initially, the goal is to create five or six very strong stories and then take it from there. So the stronger the, the subtitles, I guess, or the headings, the better to start with. But that's as far as we've gone in terms of thinking through the framework, yeah. Have you had any challenges regarding like the negative feedback that you might have received for your project or has it all been smooth so far? So far, so smooth. We're not very big yet. We haven't had, we're not big enough to attract those kind of haters. I think I've seen one or two comments on it, one or two of the social media posts, but it doesn't matter. It's yeah, everyone oh, yeah. has their, their right to speak and share their opinions and they have their own scenarios going on. Our job is just to put out as much positivity as we can and let the world kind of figure out how they want to take it. One of the features of the Our Story books is that every time you buy one of the books, the company makes a donation to the charity CAMFED, which supports the education of girls in a selection of African countries. Let's go absolutely charitable to find out how and why yeah, so one of the things that you're doing is that you are promising to make a donation to a particular charity for every sale that you make. So can you tell us a bit more about this? What's the charity and why did you decide to do that? Well, I've always thought that it's, I've been in business since university. I, I like the startup world. I like to create things and try and do things that, and create things that are missing in this world as much as possible. The book series is kind of an example of that. And 
part of doing anything new or building something new, I think should uh, go hand in hand with simultaneously doing good at the same time. And if we can incorporate some kind of social good in any kind of business endeavor, that's a plus. So from our perspective, it was always important to, from the get-go to incorporate some element of social good. This was a passion project from the beginning. And if that's you know the north, then if we're just pocketing the money, it doesn't really make that much difference. So we, we did an extensive search. I'd worked with different charities in the past, small and big, and each has pros and cons. The benefit of the big ones is that they have the infrastructure and they're a bit more stable. And CampFed did qualify as a big one. But the unique thing about CampFed, who is the charity that we work with, CampFed stands for Campaign for Female Education, is that the, the girls who were educated by them when they started about 40 years ago are now running the organization today. So it's a very, I guess, it's not so much top-down but bottom-up kind of approach with the bottoms who are now at the top leading the charge and understanding the intricacies in each scenario better than when it's a bigger multinational organization typically where they're quite disconnected from the ground. So I found it very appealing and attractive to work with a big organization that has an understanding of on the ground and what happens there and the best way for each dollar to be used. So We'll be working with them is on a campaign that they have, which is for, what do they call it? It's a million, one million school days appeal. So for every book that we sell, we are able to donate towards this one million school days. So each book goes towards funding one day of education for one of the underprivileged girls that CampFed works with. So yeah, we we want to educate, we're in the education space. So it made a lot of sense and synergies for that. And also to educate people who whose potential is very squashed. It's not easy to access. So it's important for us to try and create a bit more harmony and balance in, in who has access to education. So CampFed seems to be doing an amazing job and we've loved working with them. They're very cool and they're, they're very collaborative and helpful and yeah, it's just been, it's been a, a nice journey. It's been great to be able to talk to you. And the, the books, we've seen digital copies and uh, I noticed that people comment on how beautiful the illustrations are and that's certainly true. So they're, they're very beautiful artifacts as well as being educational. Um, so it's, yeah. a, it's a wonderful initiative all round. I really appreciate what you do and I wish you good luck in the product. If you ever want to do a you know, project about Georgia, also we have many interesting people. So Please, yeah, yeah it's what we keep finding. Everyone we speak to comes from uh, somewhere different. It's yeah. They always have one or two interesting, amazing people from the past that have done incredible things, surprising stuff. So yeah, please feel free. You have my email address, so feed <laughs> it over. We'll do the research together if you want. I loved finding out more about the many facets of the Our Story books, which you can access from ourstory.media. And I know that our conversation left Marion thinking hard about her home country of Georgia and whether there would be a candidate for one of the books from her cultural history. 
and maybe you know of one from your culture too. Share your story with us via comment or email and you might feature in one of our upcoming shows. For more information and previous episodes, visit our website at absolutely-intercultural.com. And if you enjoyed the show, please give us a thumbs up on Facebook. By the way, did you know we're also on iTunes or Apple Podcasts? You can subscribe to us there for free and give us a rating and a comment. Our next show will be coming to you on the 5th of January from Laurent Borgman in Germany. Until then, stay tuned. Absolutely intercultural. Absolute intercultural. Absolutely intercultural. Absolutely intercultural. Absolutely intercultural. Absolutely intercultural.